having fun already. Amen? Well, I've grown a little bit since the last time I was here. In more ways than one, can I get an amen? We uh, started Shalisa Mena's Ministries, I guess it's been a year ago in June, uh, after the Lord called us out, called my husband and I and my first daughter out to Colorado, and I've actually got a, a group, I've got some staff members with me here today, and I've got some of my students um, here with me today, so I just want them to stand up and say hello. These guys are on fire for God. They love Pastor Winston, and you're just going to have to adopt them like you did me, whether you like it or not, because they'll hug you whether they know you or not. Um, it feels really great to be back. I've got uh, two more months until my second baby is born. But uh, hallelujah. You know, I'm pregnant on many levels, and God has been doing such an awesome thing in my life. I'm so excited that he orchestrated this divine appointment tonight. Because how do many of you know, in the kingdom, you know, everything is planned. You know what I mean? Down to the words that Jesus spoke on the cross. You know what I'm saying? We think we're just stumbling along, but you know what? God is ordering our steps. When you're in purpose and you're hearing God, and walking by faith to the best of your ability. Amen? Amen? I mean, you just stumble on his goodness. I'm having a good time, so y'all just going to have to lighten up tonight. Amen? I'm having a good time. You know, the Bible says that he makes the barren woman to be the joyful mother of children and keep house. Well, I'm joyful, whether y'all like it or not. Amen? Well, I've got an exciting message tonight, and we're going to see some manifestations, because I tell you what, I'm just excited about what God has shown me. Mm, I'm excited about it. So get your expectors up, amen? amen? You know, in the beginning, the Holy Ghost brooded over the waters. And I can tell you right now, he's brooding over this congregation. You know, he's ready to go. He is ready to go. He's called the standby. He is standing by, just looking for somebody that'll say something. Amen? And guess what? I'm going to say something tonight. Hallelujah. All right. Well, the name of my message tonight is called Releasing the Kingdom. Releasing the Kingdom. Another, I kind of tossed it back and forth because I didn't know whether to call it Releasing the Kingdom or Unleashing the Kingdom. Okay? Because they both kind of mean the same thing, but unleashing kind of sounds like a little bit more like something's tied up. And I personally believe that, that a lot of us have the kingdom tied up. I think we're trying to get into the holy of holies instead of recognizing we are the holy of holies. And I'm telling y'all, you got some power inside of you. Jesus is trapped trying to get out, amen? Trying to get out. All right, let's start tonight. I'm going to try to see where we're going to go here. All right, well, let's pray. That's a good place to start. Father, we just come before you just rejoicing in your presence. Oh, you're awesome. You're worthy. You're good. You're gracious. You're kind, you're generous, oh, you're in a good mood, hallelujah, and you're here. Hmm. 
which is the best part. Oh, we worship you and we praise you. And, and Lord, we just turn this service over to you. This is your house. You're the king. <laughs> this is your kingdom. <laughs> you rule. You reign. You're the, you're the, the one that, that, that set up the government. So we'll just go ahead and yield to it tonight. We'll just go ahead and let you have your way since <laughs> you're the king. And so, Father, I just ask you right now just to fill this place with the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost. Ooh, I just release your goodness in the atmosphere. And I thank you, Lord, that as we just dive into your word tonight, that you're going to confirm it. Because that's what you do. We give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor because you are worthy. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's go over um, to Romans 14. Romans 14. Okay, there we go. Romans 14. Did I just go off and come back on? I wasn't off the whole time I prayed, was I? All right, cool. All right, Romans 14. Now, Romans 14, we're going to go to verse 17. It says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, let me start out by saying, let me give you kind of a working definition that we're going to be talking about tonight when we talk about the kingdom of God. We're going to be talking about the atmosphere of heaven. Okay? The kingdom of God, we know, is the government of God. We know that it is the rule, the reign of God. We know that it is an actual uh, reality that exists. But I want to talk to you just very practically tonight that it's the atmosphere of heaven. It's the very place that God dwells. Okay? It carries his presence. Now, in Luke 17, verse 20, it tells us that the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Okay? But it says the kingdom of God is within. So let me first of all tell you, you're a carrier. If you've been born again, born from above, you have been not only born into the kingdom, but the kingdom was placed inside of you. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because in the natural, we are citizens of the United States, but we live in the United States. But in the kingdom, you are citizens of the kingdom of God, but the kingdom lives in you. So everywhere you go, the kingdom goes. And not only does the kingdom go, but the king goes. Okay? You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are the Ark of the Covenant. Okay? Now how aware are you of that? That's my first question. How aware uh, of his presence are you? Right now, you know, when we have that anointed brother worshiping, whew, you get aware of the presence. But how aware are you of his presence in Walmart? How aware 
of his presence are you on your job? You know, there's a really good book that was written by a guy named Brother Lawrence, and I don't agree with all the theology in the book, but this guy was smart in the fact that he made it a goal to practice the presence of God. He was a monk that lived, I don't know, 17th century, something like that. I may have that wrong, so don't quote me. But the point is, is that he wanted to develop a presence of God consciousness. And so when he would wash dishes, he would visualize that that was the hand of the Lord picking up the dish and washing the plate and putting it away. Now that may seem trivial, but the book really talks about the struggle that he went through to try to maintain that consciousness. You know, Smith Wigglesworth didn't even read newspapers. He didn't go more than, he said, five minutes without praying. Now, you might think that's a little extreme, but how many of you know he saw extreme manifestations of the kingdom of God? Why is that? Because he made it a habit to practice the presence of God. We have to develop an awareness of the kingdom of God and the king's presence within us. You know, I was eating pizza the other day. I like to eat pizza. Should I say baby likes to eat pizza? So I'm, over, I'm at the restaurant eating some pizza, have my little girl with me. She's um, three years old. Now, how many of you know the best way to train up your children is by example? Okay, you can preach all day long, but they will imitate what you do. Amen? So we're having, we're having our pizza here or whatever, and... I'm practicing the presence of God having pizza. Because you know what? God loves people. He loves people. And when you start to practice the presence of God, you'll be driving down the street and God will show you his love for the trucker that's driving next to you. He'll start, you'll start to see people through the eyes of God and say, you know what, somebody needs to go up and just tell her God loves her. And so I'm practicing the present in the restaurant knowing somebody needs something in there. I don't know who, but you know what? God knows every person. Today while I'm meditating on the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do with you because he loves you. He loves you. He knows every single person in here. He knows every freckle on your skin. Amen? He knows every single thing about you. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows, I mean, he knows so, and it's amazing. He knows that about every person in here. So I'm sitting in the pizza place, right? Asking the Lord, Lord, who you want to touch? Who you want to touch in here today? And I just got the word asthma. Now that's called a word of knowledge. And if you read in 1 Corinthians 14, it says that the gifts of the Spirit are for every man. Okay? He didn't give me that knowledge because I'm all super spiritual and I'm a preacher. I'm telling you, he gives those to his church. Because his church, first of all, is not a building. It's people. And the church is supposed to be a traveling evangelism meeting. And so I'm sitting in, you know, because you know what? The other thing we're going to read here in a moment, because I really am going to get through these three things. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, let's just turn over there. We're going to come back to this. 1 Corinthians 4. I'm going to take my time tonight, but not too much time. 
Now that says I have eight minutes. Oh wait, no it doesn't. I'm looking at the, oh you got a big new clock, okay. All right, praise God. Because I don't want to spend too much time because I want to give the Holy Ghost a chance to actually demonstrate himself. But in 1 Corinthians 4, 19, it says, well, in 20, it says, for the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. You know what that means? That means that it's with demonstration. Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness. He spent at least a third of his ministry demonstrating what he was saying was true. He said, if you don't believe me for the words that I speak, you believe me because of the works that I do. How many of you know that God's kingdom comes with power? That means that it comes with a demonstration. That means that you don't have to say much. That means that all you need to do is let the presence of God show up. And since you're carrying him and he's in you, that just means you got to show up. This is not hard. Christians work too hard. Matter of fact, that's why in Romans 14, 17, he says it's not meat and drink. It's not legalism. It's not performance. It's not works. Miracles don't come by trying hard. Okay? You can't birth a miracle through labor. Amen? Matter of fact, the best way to have a miracle is just to get out of the way. Amen? Because how many of you know I'm sitting in the pizza place? I have no clue. I'm, I am clueless. I have no idea. I can't reason out who needs help in there. I can't reason out who God wants to show his love to that moment. Now, I mean, I might be able to do some good, hand out some tracts and talk somebody into Jesus, but in less than two minutes, I can demonstrate Jesus. So I hear asthma. I said, okay, Lord, now who is that? And I just kind of had an impression that it was a child. Now, I didn't know there was some, so I just kind of start to look around to see what kind of, you know, kids are in there, and there's a couple of, uh, kids sitting in the booth across from me. And I call this, um, I, I heard somebody call it this, so I copied it, but it's called a highlight. And it's another way you can receive a, a word of knowledge. You can receive it by a specific word. You can receive it by a sensation in your body. You can receive it a variety of different ways. But I call it the highlight when somebody just seems to be highlighted to you. You don't know why. They just come into your perception. And you don't really know why, but that's the Holy Ghost. And so I felt like it wasn't those kids that were sitting across from me, but there was a table outside with three kids and, a, and a, I assume one of their parents. And I just had a knowing. How many of you know revelation is a part of the kingdom? And it doesn't come any other way except from God. You just know it. So I just said, all right. Now this is the hard part, right? This is when you're going to have to make a decision. Am I going to get up from my pizza and I'm, am I going to go and actually act on this? Because if you're not willing to act on it, well, then don't even expect to get it. Amen? But I decide, okay, we're, I mean, I asked, so I'm going to get up and go out there. And I just said, you know, it's not even hard, y'all. It's not even hard. I just walked up to the table and I said, excuse me, this may seem like a weird question, but is there someone here that has asthma? And this young kid, maybe about 15 years old, eyes get about this big, 
And he looks up and he says, yeah, me. Now, how many of you know I'm like, yay, God? <laughs> Phew, right? Yay, God. And then I said, well, hey, can I pray for you? And they said, well, sure, yeah. And you know what? Let me tell you how I prayed. I didn't shabba baba baba haba <laughs> him to death, okay? I didn't scare the young man, amen? You know, so many times, we don't need the first impression of Jesus to be weird. Amen? I mean, when you meet somebody, your first impression sticks with you. It does. If they're smelly or something, you just are like, you think they're always smelly. Maybe they just came back from the gym. They're not usually smelly, but that first impression sticks with you. You know, and we, that's what I'm talking about, working too hard. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with the asthma. I'm not coming in the name of Shalice. I'm not going to deal with that thing in my name, my strength, my flesh, my knowledge. Okay? I'm going to release what has been packed inside of me on this guy. You understand? I'm just simply going to release it. Now, how do I do that? By faith. Meaning, I believe it's really true that the kingdom of God is inside of me. I believe it's really true that the king of kings is with me. Do you believe that? Then you're qualified. Okay? I lay my hands on him, and this is the prayer I prayed. Father, I just pray right now that you would release your goodness on this young man. That's it. Now that's a scriptural prayer. Because when Moses asked to see God's glory in Exodus 33, his glory, right? We're talking about the glory, right? What did he say? I let all my goodness pass you by. Okay? The atmosphere of heaven is the full manifestation of God's goodness. That's why there's no sickness. That's why there's no poor people. That's why there's no depression. And you know, we, just let me get on this for a minute, because the righteousness, peace, and joy, okay, those are the three things that the kingdom of God consists of. Now, why did Paul pick those three things? He did that on purpose. He picked those three things to describe the, the and the kingdom of God, I mean, is a big place, right? I mean, it's a, it's got a, God's got a lot of stuff. So why are these three attributes the ones that Paul says, it's not meat or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. I mean, there's more fruit of the Spirit. There's, there's a lot more he could have said about the kingdom of God. We could teach on it the same way we have nine gifts, nine fruit. We could have nine attributes of the kingdom of God. But we got three. Now, righteousness. We've heard, you know, I have studied righteousness and studied righteousness and studied righteousness. And God gave me a definition of righteousness today that was so awesome. He said, righteousness is the right to carry the presence. <laughs> That's what it is. It's the right to carry the presence. Because how many of you know, after the fall, the presence left. Adam and Eve hid themselves from what? The presence. How many of us are still hiding from the presence because of condemnation, because we don't feel right before God. 
No, no, no. If you're righteous, you were made righteous. You were given the right as a citizen in the kingdom of heaven to carry the presence. Amen? Now, if you're a carrier, you know, when I start thinking about a carrier, I start thinking about viruses, you know? You know, viruses are dangerous in the most part because you can catch them, right? Well, if you're a carrier of the presence of God, see, you're supposed to release it. You're supposed to have other people catch it. You're supposed to sneeze on them, amen, spit on them, amen, put your hands all over them, amen. Catch them, catch them. Let them catch it, amen. Because I'll tell you what, when the goodness of God falls on somebody, they feel it. And when it says the kingdom of God comes with power, it comes with the presence. And that young man, I'll tell you, when the presence of God fell on him, I mean, they're like, I mean, they don't know what hit them. I have prayed for people. And I mean, when the presence of God comes on them, they're like, whoa, what was that? What'd you do to me? What'd you do to me? What'd you do to me? Amen? Well, half the problem is God hadn't done anything to us first. You know, I'm pressing into this thing. I'm pressing into this presence of God thing. There's a whole nother world out there in his presence, y'all. And you got to know, I know what I'm talking about, because I started partying when I was 15 years old. I, I know what it's like to be in another world. I'm telling you the truth. And I'm finally just starting to dive into the realms of his presence that happened on the day of Pentecost. I mean, we think speaking in tongues is Pentecost. You know what? That's just the... It, it came... First it was the wind, then it was the fire, and then it was the presence. And that presence rested so heavy on Peter that they thought those guys were drunk. They were stumbling around, and they said, hey, we're not drunk as you suppose. He didn't say they weren't drunk. Amen? He said, they are not drunk as you suppose. All right? And guess what? Peter went from being a sissy, a cop-out, scared of a little servant girl, to being the bold preacher. How many of you know when you drink, you get bold? Not that y'all do that, but amen. How many of you know you'll talk and nobody wants to hear what you got to say? You're still talking. Laughing at your own jokes. Peter, scared of a little servant girl, chapter 4 goes to prison, all of a sudden, all bold. The house got so filled with the Holy Ghost that it shook. Talk about a house party, amen? We are too uptight. Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. We're supposed to be having fun, saints. Christians and life in the kingdom is supposed to be full of joy. Not toil and labor trying to, you know, push out your harvest. God. I mean, I didn't see Jesus pushing out Jack. 
you know, he just walked in it. He walked in it. He said that the Lord said he was anointed with joy above, I mean, with gladness above all of his fellows. You know what? He was a happy fella. He was a happy person. In the fullness, I mean, in his presence is the fullness of joy, and at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Let's think about that. What is the, what, let's go about joy for a second. What, what is joy about? Joy. Now, I think sometimes we substitute peace for joy. And we think joy is just like a quiet contentment. We're all reserved and therefore, but we're full of joy. Oh, I'm joyful. Yes, so blessed. Praise the Lord. I'm joyful. Now, joyful, if you really want to see joyful, take a little kid and throw him in the air. Whee! And catch him. Whee! And catch him. Just, you know, just, ah, right? Joy is a fruit of freedom. Joy is a fruit of freedom. See somebody after God touches them and they get healed. They'll be full of joy. Acting a fool, running up and down. You know what I mean? In the, you know, in his presence is the fullness of joy. Why? Because it's total freedom. And it's freedom from judgment. It's freedom from self-criticalness. It's freedom from worrying about whatever. It's freedom from fear of man. Amen? And I'm getting freer and freer and freer and freer. Amen? And I'm getting happier and happier and happier and happier. And the kingdom is being able to be released more and more and more and more because I'm not so worried about what y'all think. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's good. I'm learning how to drink his presence. I'm learning how to not just practice it, but experience it. I'm learning how to experience God. And I'll tell you, that's, that's my, I am in school right now. I'm in school because I'm in the school of the Holy Ghost because I want to experience him. I want him to manifest himself to me like Pastor Barnett talked about tonight. If he made his abode with me, I mean, have y'all ever had somebody live with you that, was, that never talked or never, I mean, was so quiet you didn't know they were there? I mean, no. I mean, I've never had a roommate like that. You knew they were there. And I don't want to just read about it. Amen? I mean, the people that encountered Jesus, they left, trans there was an encounter, amen? The woman at the well had an encounter with Jesus. I mean, when you have an encounter with Jesus, you don't have to motivate people to witness. You don't have to motivate people to go share the gospel. Are you kidding me? You have to try to, you know, hold them back, you know, then try to get their character all straight before they mess something up, amen? That was a joke. But amen, I'm talking about an encounter. I'm talking about, see, that's what righteousness is about. It's about giving you the right to experience God. Amen? And joy is what you get when you do. Hallelujah! And then peace. Now, there's a specific order here. Righteousness, the presence. 
In the presence is the fullness of joy. And then you get peace, which is shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, total wholeness, total heaven all around you. Amen? We should be living epistles of wholeness. Your life and my life should be such a testimony of restoration that every single person around us wants what we got. Hallelujah! That's the order of the kingdom of God. Amen? You're not going to get wholeness all sad. Amen? There's no faith in sadness. There's absolutely, God's presence is not in sadness. That's a spirit of depression. That's in the presence of the devil. That's living in the kingdom of darkness. And that's not where you live. In Colossians it says you've been translated from that kingdom of darkness. That means you got beamed up. That means you got poo-foo out of there. And you don't live there anymore. So stop it. Amen? Turn the light on. Hallelujah. Turn the light on. Hallelujah. Turn the light on. Hmm. Sometimes you just have to get still. And you got to shut your eyes. And you got to use your imagination. And you got to transport yourself into the heavenly realm. You got to by faith and through the eyes of your faith, go up to the throne of God. Get out Ezekiel and read about his vision. Get out Revelation and look at what's going on up in heaven. Because that's where you live. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. So close your eyes and go on up to the King of Kings and don't be all afraid, amen? Go on up there like you, like you know him, amen? And like he knows you and like the Word of God says, you're accepted in the Beloved. Amen? And go on up there and see that river of living water coming out beneath that throne. Hallelujah. Glory. Mm. Now listen, it said rivers of living water will come out of your belly. Where do you think, that, where do you think the throne is? That's all right. We're closing our eyes. We're going inside our own bellies. Amen? Now we're going into that river of life. Hallelujah. Mm-mm, that river you can drink of and never thirst again from. Hallelujah. That river that Ezekiel got in a little bit, and then he got a little bit more, and then he got a little bit more until he couldn't cross it. Hallelujah. And drink. Drink of God's presence. Drink of his goodness. Drink of his grace. Drink of his mercy. Drink. Whoever's thirsty, the word of God says, the spirit and bride say, Come. You have free access, free access, free access to the river of life, free access to the glory of God, free access, free access. Go swimming already, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Whatever you need, whatever you need is in that river. Whatever you need is in that place of his presence. Whatever you need, 
is found right in your heart. It's right in your heart. It's a membrane away. He's with you. He's in you. He's on you. He's for you. Glory. Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Mm, Wayne, are you still here? You know, maybe you could just come up and bless us with that anointed music. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Mm. 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 You know, I just, I just really feel like the Lord wants to open some ears. So I'm going to snap my fingers, and I just want you to stand up if you have ear problems. Okay? Don't stand up till I snap. It's as easy as following directions. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory. Alrighty. One, two, three, snap. Stand up. If you had ear problems. Only, I didn't, I'm not doing very good directions, am I? Hallelujah. If you had ear problems, stay standing. If you didn't have ear problems, sit down. Okay? If you had ear problems, stay standing. If you didn't have ear problems, sit down. All right. Very good. All right, I want you to check it. Check your ear. See if there's some, somehow, have somebody test it. Just check it right now. It's easy, y'all. It's easy. If you can tell that you have improvement, I want you to raise your hand. Come on, test it. Have somebody help you out. You, if you have improvement, raise your hand. Sister, you have improvement? Yes? Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, Lord, we just lose your goodness in this place over these ears right now. And I just say, ears, pop. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's somebody that had some kind of a cyst or growth in an ear. Raise your hand if that's you. Over here, that's you. Was it affecting your hearing? How's it here? How's it now, sweetie? Can you test it? I can't. I can't see her. Come on up. Thank you, Lord. All right. Can I get a mic? I just want to hear what she has to say real quick. You know, this is the part when you, you know, and I'm up here tonight because I, I, I'm not doing this. I want you to know you can do the exact same thing. You can do the exact same thing. The only thing it takes is boldness. Do you, do you realize that? This is not, I am not doing this. The Holy Ghost is doing this. So don't even look at me, because this is about somebody you can't see. All right, tell me what's going on, sister, with your ear. I had an aneurysm. Okay, just speak. You had an aneurysm? I had an aneurysm in my ear. Okay. All right, and what was the result? They 
took out my eardrum. They took out her eardrum. All right, well, let me just tell you a story about one of the ladies that we had come into one of our healing boot camps. Just to tell you, last time I prayed, we last time we prayed with somebody that had some surgically removed parts, okay? She had had maybe five different surgeries to the point that her whole face was numb, okay? Uh, she was missing parts, could not pop her ears, okay? We prayed for her, and we just commanded a creative miracle into that ear. Now, let me tell you, in the kingdom of heaven, well, think about it like this. If you're standing in front of Walmart, and you need to go in and get some milk, there's plenty of milk at Walmart, right? Okay? Well, if you're standing in front of the kingdom of God, and you need a new eardrum, there's plenty of eardrums. Amen? I mean... The same Holy Spirit that created near drum out of dirt. Okay? Now that's amazing. To me, that's a lot more amazing than putting a new one in. To even get it out of dirt in the first place is amazing. Amen? So we prayed for the sister, and we spoke to that ear, and we said, now test it out. She started to test it out, started to pop her ears. And I'll tell you, she's like... I couldn't even pop my ears. I didn't have the right place. I didn't have the right, the right parts. My ears are popping. My ears are popping. She went home the next day. She said, oh my gosh, I can feel my face. The nerves grew back. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So come here, sister. Let me pray for you. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I just speak right now, Lord, a new eardrum into this ear right now in Jesus' name. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Right now, Lord. In Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Ghost, we thank you for it. Now, which year was it? The power of God's on her. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Thank you, Lord. It's easy. It's easy. Mm. Is it? Mm. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Yes. Yes, you can hear it. Yes, hallelujah. We just release that fire of God, Lord. We just release your power, your goodness, your grace, your mercy. Your joy. Hmm. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hmm. Sometimes when the fire of God's on your hand, you just let it go. Just receive it, sister. Just receive it. Just receive it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's really good, amen? He's so good. He's so good. All right. Now, everybody else, I'm going to ask you again, if you have ear problems, to stand up and receive your hearing. Put your hands in your ears. Put your hands in your ears. And take them out. 
say, thank you, Jesus. You got it? Praise God. Praise God. Your ears are normal. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, if you've got pain in your body, I want you to stand up and receive pain freedom. The kingdom of God is in this place. Pain freedom has been purchased for you. It's free. Now test it out. Do something. Say, thank you, Jesus, and just test it out and receive it. Say, thank you, Lord. Bend your back, do your arm, do whatever was hurting, and say, thank you, Lord. Jump up and down, bend your new knees, amen. We just release new body parts in here. Angels, you can pass them out just however you want to do it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Raise your hand if you just got relief. Look around, saints. Ooh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, we're in the church, y'all. The kingdom of God needs to be released just in our midst. Much less out on the streets, amen? Mm, glory to God. If you need a miracle in your body, I just want you to stand up because I'm out of time. And you know what? The Holy Ghost doesn't need a big production. He doesn't need a lot of fanfare. Amen? If you need a miracle in your body, I want you to stand up tonight. you to raise your hands and just receive the goodness of God. I release the goodness of God in this place. Oh, hallelujah. The perfection of God. The love of God in this place. Mm, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Just receive organ transplants right now. Just receive a brand new one. Just receive a brand new one. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Yes. 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 Mm, yes. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I'd like to just close tonight just with a prayer. Now, hey, if you just received your miracle, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. 